Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast. I'm your host today, along with Ben, who's also a host, the so 1A, 1B, like those running back positions they talk about. So welcome to episode 263. I'm David. And uh, I'm David. So find us on Numb Bills Fan. Find us everywhere, especially Instagram. That's our platform. Twitter's cool if you're a dinosaur. And you like to talk a bunch of shit to like 30 people who have no life. So Ben, any thoughts on that while I go hit my bong? Because that's how enthused I am to podcast about the Bills in 2022. Uh, I mean, I guess everyone's on Instagram at this point because, I mean, Instagram's the place to go. Uh, with all, you know, the, the Instagram features, you know, they got the stories, the lives, and the, and the reels now. Uh, but, I mean, getting to today, you know, really out the gate, a big storyline in training camp has been, uh, you know, the lack of Jamison Crowder. He did come back today. Uh, McDermott really... Uh, didn't mention how much you know action he would see today, and uh, Isaiah McKenzie, uh, ran, you know, was out there running again with the ones. Uh, Khalil Shakir, the the rookie receiver, fifth round pick out of Boise State, has been uh, outstanding so far. You know, from reports in camp. So I mean, right now, I mean, it looks like the slot position. I mean, once once Crowder does come back, I mean. He's going to be fighting, you know, for playing time. I mean, it's it's not going to be a guarantee, but what he does bring, you know, he brings you that that veteran presence, uh, you know, having coming into his eighth, I think this is his eighth year now in, in the NFL, uh, three years. I think he was on the Jets for uh, three years and then uh, four in Washington. But he, either way, you know, eighth or ninth, he's been in the league a while, so he brings experience. I mean, he unfortunately doesn't bring you playoff experience but I mean he, he's a guy who can you know you know win a lot of matchups one-on-one I, I was just looking at some of his stats uh, I think he you know last year in man coverage you know he had like a 51.2 percent you know win win rate in man and man so I mean pretty solid and and man and then you know yards after the catch I mean, he he had 214 yards after the catch last year. You know, to Beasley's, I think Beasley had about 293. Uh, you know, and you know, going and looking at Beasley's overall stats. I mean, Beasley played 16 games. You know, to Crowder only playing 12, having you know dealt with injuries, and that's gonna be a talking point, of course, with Crowder is well, Be- is his, it, too with injuries, his injuries, right? Right. right. Well, I mean, Beasley played through his injuries. That's the only difference, right? But, I mean, you know, you look at Crowder's stats. I mean, he really, I think he had like maybe 80 less, you know, yards after the catch receiving yards. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a big factor. You know, you look at just the percentage, you know, of his play. And you also have to factor in last year Crowder was playing, you know, with a rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, you know, rookie offensive coordinator, and, you know, not a lot of other receiving talent on that offense. I know Elijah Moore was decent for a rookie, but, I mean, you know, now he goes over to an offense with Josh Allen, Dawson Knox, Gabe Davis, who broke out in that playoffs. But, I mean, as Bills fans, we knew Davis, you know, has been good the whole time. And that's one thing, you know, going into this season – Without Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley, some guys are going to have to step up. 
And they bring in Jamison Crowder, but Crowder's only on a one-year contract. So they don't. he's not a long-term plan for this Bills team. Well, what makes it uh, – um, that, was, that was good. That was sick. So what makes it interesting, Ben, is, um, you know, if we look at right off the gate, um, you have Cole Beasley stepping down and McKenzie – Really, you know, if you watch social media, them two liking each other publicly, you know what I mean? McKenzie going like, hey, yo, uh, pretty much thanks for what you taught me. And um, essentially, um, I, I feel like us Bills fans have been waiting for McKenzie to be that slot guy. And then they bring in a Crowder. And, and it's interesting because... Um, you know, McKenzie got benched and there was a whole storyline and, and that's something with the team that was big, um, after he fumbled and it was really dumb because that, that obviously can happen, but to, to lose a whole game on, on a guy that was a wrinkle in your offense for going into year two, or I mean, game one, two years ago when he came to the team was always, you know, McKenzie on this reverse, you know, and he evolved off of that and it turned into so much. So, for them to bring in Jamison Crowder from the Jets, I mean, I was actually stoked because I've had him in fantasy, and this dude looks like a deer to me, and I didn't realize that he was an inch taller than Beasley at 5'9", you were telling me. and But as far as, I don't know how good he is as a route runner. I'm not that much of a technician. I don't know. It's not like I'm sitting here breaking down tape, but I will tell you, as a fantasy football fan, I'm watching this dude on highlights all the time and i'm pretty much just like okay so is this one of those things where kind of how they have shaq lawson behind you know on a one-year deal when you got a rousseau you got a Vanessa, that guy's gonna make the room better um so it's kind of one of those things where i'm really wondering with crowder out and i'm gonna spit it back to you i'm gonna give you my take i'm gonna spit it back to you and then we'll go into O.J. Howard, okay? So if you want, when you're done with your take, roll right into O.J. Howard. So I think that even though Crowder has missed a bunch of practices, he still gets the veteran, hey, we know what you do. We have enough tape. I like McKenzie, okay? I feel he had to have evolved since he's been here, being under the tutelage of Cole Beasley, and I'm going off of social media. I'm going off of also opportunity. And when he had opportunity, wow, did he take it. He tore it up. Okay. I would even say, and I don't want to go deep on it, but I'm just going to throw it here. Um, McKenzie could be somebody that maybe you look at in your fantasy leagues late, late, late. Now, if you're in the Bills Homer fantasy league, Maybe you talk up the homies into getting him early. That way you take some other people or you don't even touch the bills. Don't touch the bills. Um, so what are your thoughts on Crowder getting the the vet kind of like it's a blessing in disguise. We get to get McKenzie, get into first team reps at the slot, okay? And Crowder should know enough offenses if he succeeded under Adam Gase under a bunch of shit. Pretty much. So I'm not really worried about him. What do, what do you think about well, that? Well, here's the thing. And, like, the thing is, like, I'm not I'm not worried about Crowder either. And it's like, why can't you have Crowder and McKenzie? I mean, I think McKenzie, like, 
yes, he's good in the slot, but he's also proven like he he can be a guy you can line up, you know, different different spots on offense and you know he brings a wrinkle that Crowder doesn't I think you know just based off his gadget plays but I mean Crowder is a very fast receiver so I mean I don't think it's gonna be a problem having two guys like that on offense and you know going it to your point on OJ Howard he's a very fast tight end and that's one thing that Ken Dorsey uh, said that he wanted out of his offense he wanted discipline he wanted speed and you know they bring in OJ Howard uh you know they even draft Khalil Shakir who a lot of people are have been raving about in training camp uh, uh you know from Boise State and then of course you know they bring back Isaiah McKenzie so I mean this offense has speed they also drafted James Cook who we have talked about before at running back who can also you know kind of play receiver as well so, I mean, the offense has has a lot of different looks, and you know. So, Cook. What's interesting about the 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 guy they drafted? You said uh, Cook. It, it is is uh, not Cook. Who, who? I'm sorry. Who's the receiver? Holy crap! I did not expect to get the ball. So we're we're in the middle of a Madden game. We did a random team here. So sorry if 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 I'm a little bit off. We're trying to make it seem like we're not playing, but we are. But um, so Ben, what's funny is reports coming out of camp is a rookie receiver early. I mean, this is an article early last week, and and I feel like Bills media in general, it's corny. Well, Josh I, Allen even went on, you know, uh, one Bills live, and he said that both Shakir and Cook have been outstanding so far, both rookies. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Is I don't know if that's hot trash or not. The only thing I can go by is, you know what I mean? We, we don't really know, and, and we're not going to hear mm-hmm. negative camp reports, I feel like, at this time. So it's like, show me a team that doesn't have hope. That's kind of what I'm getting at to you. It's like... When Texans, comes, maybe. So when I'm seeing, oh, dude, this guy, you know, uh, Aaron Quinn was comping the rookie receiver to Robert Woods, okay? Maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen enough. How do I know? So when I, my point to you is, is it too early to tell that? You know, because Robert Woods, when he came in, was from Joe Biscelli, was comped towards Stevie Johnson. And then when you saw them both on the field, they did have some similar stuff. Yeah. So it's like I can see that. Um, at the same time, I don't personally know. But I'm in the wheelhouse of this is my favorite time of year because I love seeing all the different theories and different stuff, the positions interchanging. I like that the two guards in in Brown and Saffold are out for a minute because it gives other offensive linemen some time to develop. So back to McKenzie. And then now uh, I got to close on Davis, though, or or we'll go back to Davis after O.J. Howard. Um, I think there'll be a good cap. So what did you have in mind for for Jamison Crowder, what we were talking about? Um, did you really feel that, uh, like, I, I like to talk about the rookie receiver for the Bills, but I don't really, he's not in my wheelhouse because McKenzie and, and Gabe Davis, like Gabe Davis, again, but I think, I think when you go back to tw- the 2020 season, when they had John Brown, when when they had Cole Beasley, when they had Stephon Diggs, they took a fourth round receiver. People, you know, were saying this guy it 
isn't going to, you know, he's just a fourth round receiver, you know. But you so know, you don't think it's bullshit? Or just like a nice I think story Beans line? I think Beans good at identifying talent. I think this guy like I've seen I saw like I legitimately saw like mock drafts and like rankings where like he was like, you know, a a day two talent. So the fact that they got him in the third round, I think it was a very deep receiving draft and the fact is he went to a smaller school, but also you go back to the 2020 draft, people who watched Gabe Davis, people who studied his tape, people who lived down there and USC or uh, UCF fans, they all knew that this was the receiver that Gabe Davis was. But he just didn't have the national the natural spotlight because he didn't play for an Alabama. It takes he didn't play for right? he didn't play for he didn't play for a Clemson and and this guy too. All the Boise State fans are like, this is another weapon. I, I, I was looking back on Twitter right after the Bills drafted him, and all the Boise State fans were like, this is another weapon for Josh Allen. Like, they legitimately think this guy is good, and they're they've been raving about him. So I don't think it's BS. I think he it's can, not hot trash. It's I, not a hot. Trash I think take. he could actually be a weapon. Like, I don't think he's gonna take snaps from Crowder but I think they'll probably bring him on maybe use him like as like the fifth receiver but I think you know towards the end of the year he, he might carve himself a nice little role I think he's in a perfect spot because he frankly, is with, with because there's also opportunity to be honest with you because outside of Diggs and Davis it really isn't solidified that receiver position because we have Crowder, but Crowder's has missed time with injury. We also have McKenzie, but McKenzie last year only had 195 receiving yards or something like that, with 115 of them coming in that New England game. So, yeah, he's proven uh, he can come up in big moments, but he also hasn't been proven to no, produce you're... with a high-volume output over a long period of time. So that's something we got to still see from Isaiah McKenzie. Well, here's the thing, though, is, again, I think with Gabe Davis and McKenzie, we're both talking the same shit, opportunity. And if we're talking about Shakir here, the rookie, getting opportunity, he's in a perfect spot because he can just kind of learn. He can be a sponge, right? And and I think in year one, it's so important because the speed of the league, as they all say, is different. Like when... C.J. Spiller goes in preseason after game one. Oh, man, the defensive ends are fast. And I'm like, oh, I'm fucked. Like, I'm so fucked. You know what I mean? Like, because that means, oh, he just knows how to hit the edge. And that's right. when we had the, well, they drafted C.J. Spiller, which was a Russ Brandon pick, most likely. And they had Fred Jackson, who was just literally just, you know, we knew what he did, which was great and consistent in everything that, his stats always were better, and 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 he just needed opportunity, right? So what I'm getting at is, um, you know, we can be all excited about Khalil Shakir, okay? But the Bills also traded up in a draft for David Sills, and when I went to camp, and you go, wait a second, this kid's legs are as skinny as my arms. I'm like, this dude's getting cut. Just literally the eyeball test. For me, Dave, the drywall idiot host, drywall guy, who's never played a lick of organized football. But for me, what I enjoy doing is talking about 
not knowing the game and just going philosophically on like what we are seeing, which is we have to market, we have to draft, we have to say nice shit. Or maybe this fifth round pick, which I'm not saying you have to be. I mean, dude, you're a fifth round pick. That's awesome. Like you're fucking killing it. If you get drafted in NFL, you are or in any sport, you are killing life. Like you are, you are killing it. So, um, I'm glad to hear that, Ben, because if McKenzie, you know, can can have good practice habits and and, and Gabe Davis good practice habits, um, I feel like Josh Allen is the quarterback that can unlock these guys and give them that opportunity. Where like I remember. Do you remember that receiver for the Vikings, Sidney Rice? He eventually went to Seattle and after playing with Brett Favre, okay? So, Sidney Rice was a nobody, pretty much. Brett Favre played with Minnesota, and next thing you know, this guy's everywhere. Yeah, I'm, he fell off hard after he right. left the Vikings. Now, it could be system, it could be workout, it could be this or that, it could be whatever. There's a lot of factors. I, I need to get older, to be right. fair. Well, I, I also think he, he may have torn his ACL at one point in Seattle, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I think he did have like a nice season with when Wilson was a rookie, if I'm not mistaken. But that was it. But he did fall off. But yeah, I get, I get what you're saying, though. But yeah. So, I think... That it it, it it depends who's throwing you the ball. Or, like, what if Josh Allen makes these guys that good? You know what I mean? Like, could that be that possible? You know? And, and now I'm I here. mean, we, we see it with everyone who's ever played with Tom Brady, pretty much. Julian Edelman, he was a college quarterback at Kent State, which is a Mac school. But that means you got to be smart to play with Tom Brady. You got to be in the right fucking spot, you know. And if you're a well, quarterback, you're smart. Well, right. But that's part of you know being a good receiver is being the right right place, at the right time, having that chemistry with the quarterback. Reading defense, I think is I don't want to say next level. I just think you have to at that level. And if you don't want to put in that work, so like for Shakir, I think it's a big ask, and a lot of it, I, you know. Gabe Davis is more of the anomaly when he was a rookie than the right than the norm. You know what I'm saying? And at the same time, you get Gabe Davis when you have a Stephon Diggs, a Cole Beasley, a, a Brown, the stretch of field. You get guys where, yo, we don't even know who this fucking guy is. Why would we put time into him? But you know who he is in practice. You know what I mean? Because you gave Diggs a rest day or people are just getting the reps. You know what I mean? So it's like, yo, let's try him with the one. See how he works out because... You know, when we get to preseason football, it's very hard to judge because a lot of these guys might not be cohesive together. You know, they, you, you might... Or they it, may not even play. Right. Like, teams don't even play their starters on offense. So or they haven't been the last couple of years. I had a thought for you. We were watching. My, my prep was, okay, O.J. Howard. He was on my radar a long time ago. Okay, I really wanted the Bills to grab him. He fell off. He wasn't near my division. I don't give a shit. I always saw Jameson Winston got a bad rap because he's the one to throw the ball. That I think he does. still does. I think he was very underrated with the Saints last season. I think he could have a big a big season this year. So here's what I'm saying. Let me, let me get through the setup. I'm going to spit it to you. I think he... Frankly, I think Josh Allen from the video we watched from a diehard fan, which this guy had like 130 views. I don't know what his name is. I just give him a shout out. He's wearing an Alabama golf shirt. Okay. 
he's the diehard fan you want to watch, and he's a Buccaneers fan. And what he told me is pretty much, and I want to know if you agree, Ben. You watch it with me, but I didn't ask you part this part. Do you think Josh Allen can unlock O.J. Howard to his max potential of what we saw in college coming out? Or do you think it's a big ask and he's been in the league long enough and why would they bring Gronk in? I think they bring Gronk in because there's no See, I kind of did a, a little bit of independent research too, looking on Twitter, blogs, podcasts, you know, for the Bucks, and a lot of the big consensus was is, you know, Bruce Ari- it was really Bruce Arians who really didn't utilize Howard the way that he should have been used. Uh, th- and and Brady obviously preferred Gronk. They also had Gronk, so I don't think it was a really good fit. And then he tore his Achilles in 2020, and Achilles That's are a really... Injury. That's why I wonder Exactly. Him. That was You're... the point I made with Trent Murphy for years now, which is, wait a second... Yeah, Achilles that, is not that, like an ACL. Yes. You can't just come right. back from an Achilles and play yourself and you know be yourself, especially especially a tight end like him who relies a lot on his speed. But from what I've read today, he had a really outstanding practice and has really been utilizing his body, you know, to win size matchups against defensive backs. So I mean, he's really been outstanding so far in camp. I'm looking forward to it. Um, obviously, I'm Team Dawson I, Knox. When me Dawson too, Knox but I would quote, love quote, to see a you know a great uh, dude. I'm just saying the Bills' offense combo. can be so dimensional. That said, when I'm hearing people rubbing Ken Dorsey's balls as the Bills' new offensive coordinator, I'm like, yo, don't rub the balls too much and pander too hard on this new offensive coordinator because I want to allow time like we did with McDermott for him to fucking grow. Okay, and I did not like McDermott's coaching hires when he came in the league, except for Leslie Frazier. That was it. That was fucking it. Except for Leslie Frazier, I could give a fuck who Sean McDermott hired. Okay, but right. he brought back Aaron Cromer. All right, he brought in Dable. And when I saw Dable with Eric Turner from Cup One, we we're at camp watching together, and I saw Dave, uh, Eric go, Oh, shoot, Dable has, uh, it looks like different route combinations for each quarterback. I'm like, Oh, this is sick. And then, you know, we saw what happened. And I told you, it's been documented on this podcast many times the last couple of years, when I see Coach McDermott throttling Dable. And, and you know, Dable could have easily fizzled out. I had a lot of reasons to not really think he was going to be that good, you know, um, because I don't believe in Alabama necessarily. You get the cream of the crop. You get the biggest guys. You get the best of everything. So, like, you know, my point to you being overall – Let's take some pressure off Ken Dorsey. Let's just see what happens, and, and we just need to have a cohesive relationship. So when I see Tom Brady working with Gronkowski, it's like when I go in the league and I go to a team and I'm winding down, I want to have my fucking compadres where you're going to be in the right spot. I know your practice habits, you know, and if anything, O.J. Howard could have been that compliment, you know, but you also brought in and fucking Antonio Brown. Well, that shows you something, work ethic, that shows you a lot of shit. Like, we can bag on A.B. all we want. He's a monster asshole, but he's also a monster football player, but I think he's a shitty person. So, it's like, um, I'm excited to see O.J. Howard, but really, my most intriguing thing is this. Number one, Gabe Davis, he just needs to be out there with Diggs. That's it. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts is Gabe Davis, Okay. And 
if you have OJ Howard out there with Knox, you can always have a tight end off the line. The thing is, is I'm not a film guy, but you have different types. So, like, the Bills had Lee Smith, who's clearly a blocking But here's end. the thing. Howard can even play outside. He's a type of that's guy. That's what I'm saying. He's more of that than an actual lineman receiver. Exactly. And I don't. And that's why I kind of think he probably wasn't really used in Tampa Bay. It was because he really, to be honest with you, isn't a great blocker. And that's not something against him as a that's football just player. That's style of football. But, but that's also a thing you have to look at the tight end which position. Is way, which is weak to say because the, the tight end is supposed to exactly. be an extension of the offensive well, well, right, like five block. years ago, a tight end, you're paying a tight end, you know, to be a blocker and a catch. But right now, we got tight ends that are going for, you know, 1,500 receiving yard seasons and 10 touchdowns like we saw, like, from Mark Andrews last season. Just uh, absolute absurd numbers. So, I mean, the tight end position has changed. Part of that is because of, you know, Gronkowski. A lot of it, I would think, is, you know, Tony Gonzalez, too, paved the way for it. But... I love a complete tight end, man. I like tight ends that can actually fuck a block. I'm sorry because that's what adds to the chess. And then you get him downfield. That's why I, I like Ronkowski as much as, you know, we can hate him for the Trey White thing, which I do. That was scummy. But, like, he's – dude, he can block. He can do some shit, man. And, and that's the thing that's, like, really See, Gronk important. is a just super likable guy, but unfortunately played for the Patriots. And, unfortunately, he did that scummy, you know, junk with – Trey White back in the day and I think Bills fans still shouldn't really hold it against him even though I kind of do but I mean at the end of the day he, he's a Buffalo native but he played for the Patriots but I mean you can't really deny the fact that he's probably the greatest tight end of all time but I will say Travis Kelsey if he keeps playing the way he does over the next two three years he might pass Gronk just from a number standpoint he's been on fire I think uh, there's only been like one player in the NFL who's put up like more receiving yards over the past three seasons than Travis that, Kelsey and it's been Devonte Adams so I mean that position has changed a lot to be honest with you but I have high hopes for OJ OJ Howard I'm not gonna say he's gonna go out and put up 1,000 yards you know receiving and 20 or and 10 touchdowns because that's probably not going to happen because they also have Dawson Knox. They also have Diggs. They have so many uh, other players uh, on offense. So I don't think he's going to be the focal point, but I think he could be a big game game changer. And I think, you know, teams shouldn't, you, you know, put, you know, single coverage on, you know, him when he's lined out, you know, and, and they also have Diggs on the other side. So, I mean, the, Teams are going to have to Gabe change. Davis was making plays as a rookie in camp. Well, and, teams and are going to have to change the way st- how they covered the Bills. He was talking about way more than the Shakir kid. All due respect to Shakir. You know what I mean? Like, Gabe Davis was making these ridiculous plays where you're like, how do you not put him out there? And, and like, and, and he's got that size, man. And, and I'm sorry. If you can use him in Madden and they make an – like, dude, this playoff performance – was one of the best in fucking the history of football was Gabe Davis, okay? And it's after the book is out on Gabe Davis that says he's doing the work. I love his size. He's got the old school joke here to people. He's everything I always wanted Marcus Easley to be pretty much. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, when did they get to give Marcus Easley a chance, you know? Right. He's got a chance, dude. Fourth round pick. Out of UConn, you know, I couldn't wait. I'm gonna. Or what's his name, James Hardy? 
Yeah. R.I.P. him, by the way. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, that's that's wild. But, um, Ben, I think that's it, man. I think we covered the slot and the Gabe Davis situation. Like, I think you and I would agree that Gabe Davis is just a cemented fucking starter. Like, he's a two. Get the fuck out of here. What else does Gabe Davis need to be to be a two? I don't think it's a conversation. That's why it's in the title, so you guys fucking click it. Um, OJ Howard, I'm looking forward to it. Don't I think Knox, I, don't I heard someone say that Davis, that they think Davis has more receiving touchdowns than Diggs this season, and I could see it. I'm not going to say he does, but I think Davis is due for a big year after the can playoff I, run. Bro, can I be real with you? Um, I don't like that talk. Yeah. You know why? Because people are just trying to get quick, so here, that's, here, that's here, the thing here, at the end here's of the day. The thing, here's the thing. I get you. We can do fan. I, I got sort of fancy segment. I'm down, right? But as far as, frankly, um, as far as I'm a Bills fan and I want to see the team win, bro, like, they have max chess pieces right now in offense. And the defense needs to get his shit together. That's literally all it is. And and the Bills got Aaron Cromer, the O-line coach, back. We're doing a second one about that with Nick Pop from the Red Pinto Tailgate. So tune into that. So don't forget... Red Pencil Tailgate. Nick, you know him. Follow him on Instagram and uh, Twitter. He's great, man. He's always uh, his dad's Pizza Pete. Fucking legend. So, if you know the Carnival Barker on top of the fucking van, Nick Pop, say hello to him. But, dude, we're going to have him on talking about online, and I feel like the Bills got what they need, man. They got McDermott with, I think, a stable of coaches now. He's clearly respected. Um, Ken Dorsey at the online or the offensive coordinator. I, hey, if they can do shit that works, it works, you know. And you have enough of a fallout plan with with Aaron Cromer, who's been an offensive coordinator with the Browns under Trustman. Um, so pretty much, I, I'm kind of in the boat of, I feel like the Bills are in safe hands at at the wide receiver spot. I feel like. Chess pieces offensively, they're in safe hands. Now, the linebacker spot, we're going to get into another podcast. And maybe I'll get into that with Kevin Masseri. We've been messaging back and forth with him right before you press record here. So, shout out, Kevin. I know you're not listening. I mean, I know you're listening. Uh, so, Ben, where can we find you on Twitter and Instagram? Uh, you can find me, just my name, Ben Gramado, on Instagram and my name, underscore. Ben underscore Gramado on Instagram and my name, Ben Gramado on Twitter. Also, um, tune in to Instagram, subscribe. You know, we're, I just throw some random stuff out there. Connecting with Bills fans, our friend Eddie, the BMX rider. I have stuff on my phone recorded from a week ago with Ben and I, and Ben sent me some stuff. So we got some fun stuff. Just getting it together. And there's some good people who have smart thoughts like, uh, I like to hear from that you might not expect. So, and they're amongst our community of regular folks. So, as always, tune in. Numbills fan everywhere. Tell your friends and friends and family if you like it. And thank you. I'm your host, David, and that was Ben. Take care.